This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now, it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. We made it to Thursday. It is, well, as we call it, other Friday. Welcome in. It is 6 a.m. I don't know about you, but I'm still asleep. <laughs> I might not sound it. I might sound like I'm up and just getting after it. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been here quite a while. I got here about 4.15, and I, I was sitting here, I guess it was about 5.20, and realized I'd just been staring at the computer for like six minutes. I had moved. <laughs> I was just looking straight ahead and then realized, you know, all right, yeah, all right. One, gets, one of those eyes open naps? Yeah, I guess so. You know, one of those things. Hey, I was still writing stuff, actually. I mean, I hadn't moved much, but apparently I looked over and I'd filled a sheet. So, hey, oh. you know, you guess you black out at a moment. You know, sometimes maybe it's beneficial. Well, welcome into a Thursday. <laughs> Let's hope we don't do that on the drive today. Uh, eight down, 27 to go, back and forth on the turnpike. Uh, so here we are on what was, God, yesterday was gorgeous, wasn't it? We set a record. Yeah. We got to 83 degrees. Man. That set a record. Uh, I was watching as I do the weather guys because they're fun. Because weather guys, no one loves their job more than weather guys. No one. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm convinced of that. You get a weather guy, you get a Travis, you get a Mike, you know, you get an Allen, you get guys like that. And no matter where they are, it's what they talk about. You, yeah. you'll, you'll talk about, you know, you say, hey, how you doing? Great. How's family? Good. Good. How's the farm? Good, good, good. You know, there's a high over Colorado. And if it comes in at just the right, I mean, they'll just start into that, right? They just, they love their jobs. And, and they are all about the records. And yesterday it was really cool because our record of 82 is set, well, really warm. Our record of 82 was set back in 1996. So we got to 83 yesterday. And I tell you, yesterday, outside walking in Oklahoma City, waiting on Lindsay to have her proton therapy, it was just gorgeous. And it wasn't even as quite as windy. It was not, I mean, it was still a little oh, bit good. windy. But it wasn't quite as bad. I can tell you, though, I will make a detailed study of the turnpike and tell you best days and times to drive. Thus mm. far, now this is only eight trips out of the 35. Thus five, thus far, Tuesdays, quiet. Everything's good okay. Tuesday. Tuesday's quiet. Monday and Friday, a little bit busier. So far, the record is 12 license plates, and that's just Tulsa to Oklahoma City, and I'm talking about different states. Because that's obviously a main road through the country. So you know, we forget that. We think, hey, this is just our way to get to Oklahoma City, but it's you can drive on that road all the way to L.A., you know, and all the way to North Carolina. So it, it's a major road through Tulsa uh, or through the state and or through the country for that matter. So there are a lot of travelers out there. So it's, so far 10 license plates are the most in just one trip. So we're keeping track. And it is, it is costing, it's costing $15 a day in tolls and an average mm. of $20 a day in gas. Mm. So it's going to end up being close to 800 bucks to drive back and forth. But it's still worth it. He is Bryce Also, I'm Rick Corey. You don't care about any of that stuff probably. But, you know, hey, this is just my anecdotal or not, not anecdotal. In this case, real observations and, and struggles as we move forward. All right. Well, no struggles in sports last night. As a matter of fact, it was a really good night. Oklahoma State wins. Got that. That's a tough win at Cincinnati. That is not it an is. easy place to play. And Cincinnati reminds me, they've always been that physical, grinding basketball team. We're like the old Temple teams where it's just, you might as well just put on boxing gloves. It's a street fight. Oh, yeah. And Oklahoma State had to hang in there last night. They shot at lights out. Something they had not been doing terribly well is playing defense on long balls on the road. They were better. 
and they ground out an 80 to 76 win. That was big. Now Tulsa lost last night. They uh, again can't win at Wichita. I think it was 2001 was the last time Tulsa won at Wichita. Man. It's it's not been good. They were two of ten from three. They just could not get it to go down. The Oklahoma State women though won. The Tulsa women won. Win number 19 for them. Uh, OSU softball won after getting down big early. Uh, and then we've got some other things happening today. The back the NBA gets back to it. So the Thunder will be back at it. College football playoff committee uh, met in a Dallas area airport, all they'll tell you. Now, you've been to DFW before, right? Yes. Yeah, you'll know that you'll notice that there is nothing but hotels around that airport. There's yeah. one actually in the airport. And my guess is to keep those guys from having to go anywhere on shuttles or whatever, they probably just were there. You know, got themselves a conference room. But right after settling the 12-team format, they said, you know what, let's go to 14. <laughs> now, they haven't – they said they – yesterday we'll, – We'll give it a couple of years, right? Yes, the 2026, <laughs> and said, you know what, we really didn't decide anything. We're in there for nine hours. But we did have a nice talk, and it was very cordial. And I saw one 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 description said it was very collegial. Mm. Well, you're talking college athletes in college collegial. stuff, so I would think it would be collegial. I guess that's a word. I mean, Cor- cordial, and it's about college athletics. Yeah, I guess it's a combination. Collegial? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not that smart to. Look. I'll have to look it up. And again, I was just staring at the. <laughs> We're all collegial educated, right? So. I, yeah, not me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about that group, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other group. Uh, <laughs> then there's guys like me. Anyway, um, so they had talk about maybe going to 14 already and also about revenue sharing which i think is interesting i'll tell you what where some of that revenue goes you may be and probably not actually surprised at the end of the day really that's how that went because i have that um also we had four upsets last night in college basketball uh osu baseball was a winner yesterday as we heard josh fields with other holiday pardon me with us earlier this week and they're down in arlington and they've got a bunch of big games down there oklahoma baseball's got four this weekend with wright state so there is much to talk about there jimmy johnson commenting on how he and jerry jones are buds now oh. uh, which i thought was really interesting jimmy who spends most of his time in the keys uh loves to Living sit down life. there yeah oh god yes i mean he but, but he has since he retired made it very clear that that's why he worked hard and made all that money. <laughs> you know, he's got himself a nice boat. He lives down by Tavernier. About half the time on the NFL show on the weekend, Jimmy's not there. You know, he's down. You see him in his study. And, you know, the reason Jimmy's not there is he's wearing, a, you know, a, a nice shirt or maybe even a suit coat. And down below that, you know, below the desk, he's in a bathing suit and flip-flops and ready to hit the boat. <laughs> uh, and But Jimmy was on a, a Miami station down there, WQAM, I believe, kind of one of the old legendary stations around Miami, and they were asking him about, you know, hey, suddenly Jerry puts you in the ring of honor, and you'll be surprised what they're doing now. But I'll I'll play that for you as Jimmy talked about what happened with he and, and Jerry Jones. Uh, <laughs> we told you earlier this week about the um, Major League Baseball deciding to farm out their uniforms to Fanatic, who is nothing yeah. more really literally than a drop shipper from another group who goes out and gets the cheapest things possible made. And I've gotten stuff from them. I admitted it. And I've, you know, for what it is, I mean, you, if you pay $24 for a replica jersey, it's going to look like a $24 replica right. jersey. You know what you're doing, right? Yeah, but if you don't care, if you're going to try to put that on major leaguers, then you're just <laughs> stupid. Well, they complained so much about the jerseys that they went, all right, all right, fine, we're going to redo this. Well, did you see the pants come out yesterday? 
Uh, I could see through them. <laughs> yes, you can. You could read a newspaper through the pants. It's one of those, and if mm-hmm. you've ever seen one of those where, you know, that people of Walmart thing, where you'll be walking along and you'll see someone, and either the shorts are so short, the pockets hang out like four inches past mm. the shorts, yeah. or the pants are so transparent that you just see the pockets through them. That's what the major leaguers are looking at. <laughs> now, uh, for I'm sure there are some people that are going, all right, <laughs> that's just fine with me. Probably a lot of ladies trying to get closer tickets. Yeah, hey, that's maybe. cool, yeah. But as you can imagine, major leaguers put those on and went, no. I remember in sixth grade, one of my teammates, uh, one of the linemen, we could see his uh, heart-shaped underwear uh-huh. right, through, right through the pants, mm, which yeah. earned him the name Big Lovin'. So, <laughs> so not so, McLovin, not McLovin, yeah, Big Lovin. Big Lovin right. So you need, if you're an MLB, MLB player, you really need to watch out for the logos and stuff on your your undergarments. Oh, you know, it could be interesting. <clears throat> it, it really could be. I can see. <laughs> well, right there, and right now you can see everything. So now they have to fix that. Did no one? It's mind-boggling that organizations this large don't say, "Send me a test copy." Let's take a yeah. look. <laughs> Not here's a piece of paper. This is kind of what that looks like. Let me see it. Then we'll talk about it and we go from there. But Quality control. Yeah, apparently over there they went, you know, it's going to cost how much? Oh, done. Yeah, <laughs> do that. And then, then and then it all fell apart. I was, I guess, surprised by this, disappointed. I don't want to sound like the old guy, but mm-hmm. Alabama has decided to retire Eli Gold. Now, mm-hmm. When I thought when I saw this and I saw Eli comment about it, and if you don't know who that is, Eli Gold was the 35-year voice of Alabama football. Eli's a legend. I've talked about him before here a little bit. Bruce and I got to meet him before the Independence Bowl. He was doing the national radio broadcast. He came into the booth. Could not have been a nicer gentleman. He told us a lot of Nick Saban stories, and he just likes hanging out with broadcasters. Mm. And I'm going to play you a highlight from, from Eli. Sometimes when broadcasters get old, you can tell. Dave yeah. South was that way at A&M. I mean, you could just tell when they got old. You could tell that with Keith Jackson. And unfortunately, you could tell with Bob Berry as mm-hmm. Bob got older. Eli Gold is as good today as Eli Gold was a long time ago. And Alabama decided they were going to move on, and they're going to go to the guy who's been doing some other stuff for them. And it's always, you know, there's always a young upcoming broadcaster. I mean, there was a time eventually that it was time for Bob to move on, and, the, and you know, and then here comes Toby. And Toby's going to be there a long time, and someday it's going to be time for Toby, and then whoever, you know, whether it's Chris Plank or whoever, is going to be somebody else's turn. Yeah, and that's that's what they're doing at Alabama. But then once I realized, I thought about, well, oh, that's right. Well, when Saban's gone, Eli doesn't have that in his corner. Hmm. So with Saban being gone, and the two of them, I'm not going to tell you they were buddies because you know Eli told us the stories about Nick, and it's not that two t- took long walks on the beach. But if you've done a show with somebody for that long, as in the entire time Saban was there, and they did the Hey Coach radio mm-hmm. show together and all those things, then you get comfortable. And for somebody like um, Saban, who is not a huge media guy anyway, uh, I mean, he's fine in front of that, but he's not a, he's not a guy who likes it. Yeah. Uh, then you get comfortable with somebody. So I could see once, once Saban was gone that some yahoo, some kid at Alabama went, you know what we ought to do? And they decided to move on from Eli. And Eli said, I'm not retiring. Hmm. 
but they said, that's fine. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, as they said in the Blues <laughs> Brothers, right? So Eli's looking for some other things to do, and you want to bet he won't find that somebody will find him within, oh, about oh, 35 seconds, mm-hmm. and he's going to have a job. So, again, I don't want to sound like the old guy saying they're, they're retiring the old guys. Eli's way the hell better than me. Anybody that retires me is smart. The people who retire <laughs> Eli, you're not thinking I mean, that's if you want to do that, that's I think that's fine. And I think Eli said it's fine, too. And I think all of us realize when the time comes. But in that case, for him, they should say one more year and they have an Eli final tour, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And if you think for a second that in the SEC, the, call. the other fans don't know who he is, you're wrong. You, you know, for, for many of us, when you go place to place, we know the other broadcasters. We know the people in the press box. And the people out there in the stands don't give half a <clears throat> who any of us are, and nor should they. But when Eli goes to Auburn, they know who that is. When Eli goes to yeah. Tennessee, they know who that is. When Eli goes to Ole Miss, they know who that is. And I think it had been really cool to at least be smart enough to do that for him. Anyway, we've got those things to talk about. Did you see the, the former Bulls players going on the Bulls tour? No. Uh, Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant... And Luke Longley, specifically, are going to go on this, not a concert, but some kind of tour where they're going to be booked into these places and they're going to talk about The Last Dance. You know, the, the film that came out about the Bills and that was such a big, big deal. And, the No Bull Tour. Yeah, right. And, and what they said is, we're going to tell you the truth about this. <clears throat> <laughs> we'll be in Australia. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to, yeah, them and Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> and they're going to tell you the truth. So apparently they don't like how that really went or at least how some of it went. What it really sounds like to me is a bunch of team guys who didn't get the same amount of attention Jordan did and now they want mm. theirs. Plus a way to make a little scratch. Yeah, as they I'm, sure, I'm sure Pippen didn't like much of it because no, it, no, it, no, it no, definitely, no, 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 from no. what I remember, of course that was my you know quarantine watch. Mm-hmm. Was uh, it, it really? Yeah, really. Like you said, it fed into the whole playing second fiddle right uh-huh. behind Jordan. It was yeah. like, gosh, it's been a while, and still some uh, animosity there. Yeah, and well, and somebody probably said, you know, what we could do. And then had a yeah. way to make a little cash, and these guys all jumped in. And yeah, exactly. When you bet. So, hey, I don't blame them there. We'll get into all that. We have this day in sports history. That'll happen with Bryce. Big it's 7.50 this morning. What? I was just saying it's a big one. Oh, it is? Okay, good. At 7.50 this morning, we're going to have Brianna, uh, Brianna from the Drillers come over here. Opening day is not very far away, so we're going to talk about promotions and those kinds of things. But we're also going to have her talk about this scholarship program they're doing, which I think is really cool for local kids. And I don't think maybe enough parents would know about this. So if it's another way to get some money for scholarships, it's a big deal. So we're going to talk to her. And, you know, Mike Malaga normally jumps over here, and, and he said, you know what, I'm trying to pass some, some you know, some of this around, which I think is good. And so I, I'm always excited to know, like, early promotions. What are the, some of the things that, that are going to come back? You know, the Friday night fireworks we're all used to and those things. We want to see what those are. Uh, also coming up today at 8.30, Dale Cook. We're going to talk about his XFN fights. We'll talk about it. Uh, those are Friday night, so we'll talk about that, what's going on there. Uh, Johnny Manziel was back in the news. For some reason, he can't stay out of the news. Uh, and usually it's for the wrong reasons. You talk, oh, man. <laughs> Just what a oh, and then we have a couple of other interesting interesting notes. One comes from a guy who used to play for Rick Bettino, <laughs> and this doesn't surprise me, but Bryce found it. Uh, what Patino threatens to do if you don't box out? <laughs> uh, you know he, what he means it well though, right? He is the basketball version of Patrino. 
I mean, yeah. of, of uh, yeah, Bobby Petrino. Yeah. They are the same guy to me. One's football, one's basketball. But I look at both of them, and I think if I if I could put you in a room by yourself and just have somebody feed you every day and provide you with a toilet and nobody ever has to see or hear from you again, Let's do that'd that. be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 6.15 here on the Blitz 1170. I'm assuming they did a good job yesterday with their uh, names in the afternoon show. Uh, we've got a couple mm-hmm. I saw up here on the text board, which we can still take at 918-262-5072. Oh. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. This is the Tulsa Oilers Studio, and you've tuned into a Thursday. We call it Other Friday here on the Blitz. The Blitz 1170. Your new home for Dan Patrick. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma State Cowboys have now won two straight as they get the win in Cincinnati against the Bearcats, 80-76. to The Pokes shot 55% from the field. All five starters had double figures, led by J- Javon Small, who had 19. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane fell to Wichita State last night, 79-63. to The Hurricane turned the ball over a season-high 22 times. P.J. Haggerty continued to be Tulsa's bright spot as he had 23 points. And the ORU Golden Eagles look to get out of their losing ways as they'll be at Omaha tonight to take on the Mavericks. Tip-off for that one is at 7 o'clock. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170, and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Better off the Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Always active, always ready for you. We had a couple of those yesterday afternoon. I see, I know Jeremy and the guys were talking about the best nicknames in sports. He claimed basketball, but the more I thought about that yesterday, Bryce Hulse, I'm still going, I think, with football, with baseball. The Sultan of Swat, Stan the Man, the Big Hurt. You know, all those things, you know, uh, the Yankee Clipper. I mean, (laughs) there's not many better than baseball, in my opinion. Now, I understand, like, Chocolate Thunder. Like I said, come on. That's Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. You know, the Iceman, all those things. There's somebody here said Ironhead Hayward. I'd forgotten about him. That's pretty cool. You think of football sweetness, Johnny Football, which was not Manziel. (laughs) It was Unitas. You know, sweetness, Mm -hmm. Walter Payton. I mean, come on. Those things Fridge. uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, William Refrigerator Perry, right? I mean, when, you know, when Barkley was in the NBA, they – the one nickname I saw for Barkley was Sir Charles, but you know, yeah. remember he was the bread truck first. Oh, right. That's what yeah, they see, called him. I only know him as Sir Charles. So yeah. I didn't know about that. Well, when he was when he was playing at Auburn, he was good sized dude. He yeah. he was not the fit guy he was mm-hmm. in the NBA, and so they called him the bread truck, and <laughs> that, that was his Auburn nickname, which I I, that, I love that that stuck around. Anyway, uh, I see a couple of those there on the old. Uh, the old text board. You're welcome to continue those if you'd like at 918-262-5072. And I saw one yesterday. This came from one came from Stuart Mandel, uh, who's a writer, of course, and then one came from Brett McMurphy, who's from Oklahoma and is an Oklahoma State guy, and now writes, of course, uh, nationally about college football and college sports. And they said, that's it. CFP got a 12-team playoff, got everything straightened out, and they already want to muck it up. Yes, that's an M, muck it up, and talk about going to a 14-team. Uh, and that we're talking about not till 2026 if they get there. Even them mentioning it to me says that they will get there. Uh, right. That's the way I look at it. Like why, why even bring it up? Right. You wouldn't even say, and when somebody says, you know, when a reporter says, hey, what went on in there, if you didn't, if you weren't even really considering it, you'd just tell people, hey, guys, when you leave here, just don't talk about that part of it. Mm-hmm. Instead, they did. And of course, somebody said, okay, here's what it would have looked like. 
Well, they haven't decided what it would look like. For instance, I like personally like what I saw yesterday in the 12 with the buys and how it all works, playing at home fields and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, yesterday uh, they went ahead and looked at, and the they being college sports only, went ahead and looked at what a 14-team might have looked like this year. They, in their scenario, only have two buys, one for Washington, one for Michigan. Then on the Michigan side, they had Oregon, Missouri, Alabama, LSU, Florida State, and Oklahoma. On the Washington side, Ohio State, Penn State, Texas, Liberty, Georgia, and Ole Miss. Mm. Uh, and, you know, hey, I can't argue that, that those would be fantastic games. I can't argue that they would be. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and then you, you get a chance to see the Florida states and the Georgias who, you know, feel like they got <clears throat> in the end of, end of the day how they would be in that situation. You know, that, So I think that's fine. I, I don't know. I, I just think why would you already start to mess with it as soon as you announce what you're going to do? It's a very college football thing to add eight teams to the playoff scenario. We haven't even started the season, and people are already upset mm-hmm. about getting left out. Yeah, and and then as soon as you add the eight, uh, someone's going to say you should add a ten, which is why mm-hmm. they're probably talking about it. But what part of this that just makes you shake your head? And it's, I mean, it happens every day in life. You'll see something and you'll think, well, how did that happen? Kind of like the uniforms, the major <laughs> leagues. All right, so we thought four was enough for a long time, and we added eight. We yeah. tripled the number of teams, <laughs> which is – is that in any way screaming to you? You know what? It was fine. No, it was really good with four. You tripled mm. the number of teams. Had you mm-hmm. gone to six, <laughs> yeah. you might have said – Which or- originally early on, you know, when that – like a few years ago, that was kind of the idea too, right? Well, there was all kinds of stuff, you know. But if, you, if you'd gone to six or eight, you might say, well, mm. you know what? We decided a little bit more. Yeah, you went to 12 and you're already talking 14. You just admitted, <laughs> yeah, we screwed the whole thing up. I mean, that's basically We're, We were really talking. cushioning it with 12. Uh, and, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, they also talked yesterday uh, about how to get paid. And that's one of the biggest problems. They're still working through the ESPN deals. They have finals, I think, for the next two years. But then there's going to be preliminary games they don't have contracts for. They got that $1.2 billion deal on the table, mm. and they're still dealing through all that. But I don't know if everybody's completely clear on how this works. So in the four-team CFP, revenue distribution paid 78% to the Power Five conferences, 78%. 22%, or about 22%, almost all the rest, went to the group of five, leaving everybody else at trace (laughs) yeah so i don't know that you i mean okay power fives are power fives i get it 78 percent to just right at 21 ish or so percent for the group of five again when we talk about the rich getting richer look i'm not saying you should reward somebody for being smaller Mm -hmm. but you're never going to have anything other than a domination of those big teams when you continue to give them that much money, I understand they draw the eyes. And so I know it's fair. I mean, from that standpoint, it's fair. I don't know if there's a way to fix it, but I think some people might be surprised to realize that the cut's that big. You know, I asked some people yesterday when I saw this number, and, you know, I, I, I've, you know I'm sitting there in the Proton Center after I do the walk. There's always three or four gentlemen sitting there waiting for their treatment, and we'll talk about stuff, you know, that kind of thing. But I asked some people just, all right, so what do you think the split would be? And most of the thing I was getting, well, maybe 60-40. Not 78-22. Does that so surprise that you or did nice. you know that? I, I didn't know that. Um, it's it's hard to be surprised, though, 
just because of what we always hear about when it comes to revenue distribution and what kind of product the group of five are, are putting on the table or how much they can ever do, right? So I wouldn't say it's surprising, even though it's still disappointing. I don't even know if it's disappointing. I guess it's just the way. Have to go with it. Yeah, well, I, I guess it's just this is this is the way it is. These are the people who make us the most money. They draw the most eyes. They draw the most attention. Therefore, they're going to get the most money. I again, I get that. You don't you don't go out and bet on a race and and bet on the slowest horse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just don't do that. So I, I I do understand from the standpoint, but then we still either at that group of five level. You know, occasionally you get an AC, you you get an SMU fights their way out, or a Central Florida who fights their way out, or a Cincinnati who fights their way out and fights their way up. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. But we do know, and you know, Memphis wants to be there, and San Diego State wants to be there. Yeah. But we do know that there are a lot who are going to be over in this group, guys, teams in the American, teams in the Sun Belt right now, who, as much as they want to go to that next level, the chances of them doing so are really pretty slim. Like the coastals of the world yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and realistically, just realistically, Who've pretty been good slim. And can, you know, yeah. So if that's the case, then why don't we stop pretending? Mm. And then, gosh, I don't know that it would split up that much more, and it might actually be worse. If you, if you separate the two and you say, okay, fine, now you negotiate as a half, if you will. You know, the big guys over here and everybody else over here. You mm. negotiate as a half how much you make. Well, at that point, everybody wants those guys in the big stadiums, and then they, you know, there goes money over there. How much is left for everybody else? It it might even be worse than it is now. You might yeah. look at the twenty two percent and go, well, at least we have that. Whereas if you just tell them we're going to split you guys here, are the haves here, are the have nots, uh, and I don't like that term, but here are the haves here, are the have less. <laughs> Let's use that. And then you get to go make your own TV deal. It could be worse if they go it more, be, the, more the direction that you've talked about, about really just separating mm-hmm. when it comes to Well, the, I'm just asking. Yeah. Would it be worse than the 22%? At the end of the day, is the 22% and what we have now better than what they might be able to negotiate if we just split them out and said, okay, now you guys go make your own deal. Now, conferences mm-hmm. at that level make their own deal. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But if you group them all together and say, okay, we're this group, which everybody thinks we're heading towards, so whether it's the NCAA or whatever you call it, that runs those, what is it, 70 or 72 teams we talked about, yeah. something like that, which would really literally be the SEC, the Big Ten, um, and the ACC, probably mm, those, those the schools. Alliance. And you, then you might have a couple of others sprinkled in there, but, but essentially you're talking, and the Big 12, pardon me, but essentially that's what you're talking about. And then everybody else is on the other side. Now, go negotiate your own deals. Go, go, go. Would you end up really literally with less than what that 22% would be as we stand now? I don't know the answer. Maybe because do you think that it's right as of right now, it could be looked at as kind of a uh, – gosh, it's just hard to get away from the disrespectful <laughs> terms. But I know. honestly, like a charitable thing, if you will. Whereas it's like if you're on your own. I do think there's some little brother <laughs> – I yeah. absolutely believe that. And I believe, and you know what? You know, there are people at bigger schools and bigger places, and I understand their feeling of, look, we do this, we do this, we draw this, we draw this, we deserve more. Because everybody wants more. Every day, everybody wants more. That's just the way it works. How many people have you ever met in your life that really want less? 
Honestly, right. at this point in my life, I am trying to get crap out of my house. But <laughs> I mean, past that, you know, I, there's not that many people. I mean, you don't see people who go into meetings and say, you know what, boss, I really think you should lower my pay. Right. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Mm. So, yes, I think there's some looking down the nose. Probably so. And then the guys who are, you know, the the have lesses, if you will, can point to SMU and Cincinnati and, and Houston and BYU and say, look what they did. And point to Cincinnati and say, look what they did. And the other side will say, yeah, once. And they got beat. Yeah. And and that was that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know what the answer is. I do know that I, there were people, when I was talking about this yesterday, just saying, just mentioning it, people were really surprised. Uh, what that what that group is, and you know they'll talk about that too as we move forward and what could be the potential fourteen teams. Which, if they mention it, my guess is we're going there. Yeah, I just can't see that they're not. What's your opinion? Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Actually, I walked right by that. Yet one of those were their offices yesterday. When I do the walk up there, when Lindsay's in having proton, mm-hmm. there's a whole medical area there that has a nice little lot. So I walk around the lots. I'm, I'm walking along and I'm looking at the sign. Uh, what was that sign say? Oh, Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma. Ah, cool. Oh. Hey, there we go. <laughs> I'll wave every time I go by now because yeah. I'll be back by there today again. Uh, let us know. And we're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio reminding you that if you go to an Oilers game and you buy those seats up up top with the, you know, have lesses are, <laughs> don't worry because we're going to big dog you. We're going to do what we call the Blitz Upgrade. Call some seat numbers and bring you right down by the ice. It's the Blitz Upgrade getting you a better seat at Oilers Hockey Games with the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma State Cowgirls basketball team got back in the win column last night as they beat UCF and GIA 67-54. That gives them the series sweep over the Knights. Hannah Gusters and Staley Hurd each led OSU with 17 points. The Tulsa women's basketball team got a win last night against UAB 84-72, their 19th win of the season and the most wins since the 2005-06 campaign. Tamira Poindexter led all scorers with 30 points. The Golden Air Hurricane are now in second place, uh, are now tied in second place in the AAC with North Texas. And in college softball last night, the sixth-ranked OSU Cowgirls trailed Stetson early 60 to, 6 to 2, but scored six times in the sixth inning and twice in the seventh to get the win 11 to 6. The Cowgirls will have a top 10 matchup with fourth-ranked Washington today at 12:30. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa two-minute drill. I'm Bryce Holson, on the Blitz 1170, and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. That is, of course, and one way to do it. You can also hit us on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. We'll hear from you that way as well. He's Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey. Uh, Travis Kelsey is in Australia now. So as and I wonder if Jason's yeah, I wonder if Jason's <laughs> with him. He just you know, he wanted to go down under. Uh yeah. And, and go ahead. Don't even say shrimp. Real on minute the, work, huh? Don't even say shrimp on the Barbie, any of that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, he wanted to go down under. He's gonna be down there watching, of course, his girl and you know uh, perform. Hey, you know what? She followed him around. Yeah. yeah it's fair, it's fair. Right? Support. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't uh, show him on the Jumbotron though, those fans will get crazy. Well, <laughs> apparently, well, it was a pretty funny deal. <laughs> apparently, uh, there's a whole lot of Travis Kelsey gear now showing up at her concerts. That's fun. People, yeah, people in the jerseys 
So yeah. for all the people who whined and bitched and moaned about, you know, her coming to, to games, now it's it's working for the NFL when everybody he's, knew he's been, it was, and he's been accepted, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, everybody knew it was working for the NFL. I mean, they they you know their numbers were up, numbers were up, especially in women and young people, yeah. uh, especially young women. Jersey sales were up, all those things. Mm-hmm. So, I, he, I still think Swift for the Eagles needs to uh, yes. give some thank yous yeah, yeah, for his yeah. jersey getting sold. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> um, he'd actually hinted he might be going. He goes, you know, I, I might venture down to an island soon. <laughs> you know, they. Should have yeah. called the whole thing in Australia the Swift Down Under tour. Do you think mm. that'd have been kind of cool? I like that. Anyway, he's he's down there and he's having the great time. And they someone had asked her, you know, about hey, you know, sometimes, sometimes if you were in a position of that kind of fame, though they don't, those people don't like sharing that that fame. And someone asked her how she felt about the jerseys, the concert. Oh, that's fine. It's just fine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she would be, I mean, I would think she'd be fine with it. She's, I seemed yeah. awfully supportive. And so now mm-hmm. he's down there. I just wonder if Jason's going. Oh, he's going to be there with a 30 rack of Miller lights. <laughs> Don't you <just> figure. <laughs> and some sweet. No, no, down there it's Foster's. Oh, Foster. Oh, yeah, remember, I should have known. You know, yeah, you know what Crocodile <laughs> Dundee was drinking. You got to knock back a Foster's down there. Is, is he the knife guy? <laughs> yes, he's okay, the knife good. guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, jeez. Sometimes I have to make sure, Rick. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. It's, Different generations. I know. I get it. It's right. He's the knife guy. Yes, yes, he is. I'd never heard it that way. Not the Ginsu, but yes, he's the knife guy. Uh, speaking of guys who are a little bit older, Albert Poolholes looks like he'd be managing in 24-25. I, I, Albert is a guy who, once he retired from baseball, I kind of expected that he would... You know, maybe spend time, you know, in the, in the Dominican and mm. do the things, you know, support baseball down there. As many guys do who are from the area, the Latin American guys are from the islands. They'll go back and have academies and things like yeah. that. But and, and he is going to be there. He's going to manage the Dominican Republic's team. It is Leon de Escondido or something along those lines. He told ESPN that on Wednesday. Uh, he grew up there in Santo Domingo and he played for that team. Uh, so that's wow. really cool, too. So he's one of only two guys. One is Hank Aaron to go with 700 home runs, 3,000 hits, and 2,000 RBIs. And he said one day he would like to be a major league manager. Mm. And, you know, and, and from him, and I told you the stories about there's a really good little Cuban Latin American restaurant. It's about a mile from Big A, Anaheim. And we found it by accident, my family and I. We found it because we were out there the year as the COVID restrictions were ending. We had gone and made our trip to California, and we were very careful. We stayed really pretty separate. We didn't do theme parks or those kinds of things. Mm. But we did do baseball, but with masks and the whole thing. But we were trying to find a place to eat beforehand, because we try to, before we go in, try to find somewhere local. And we're driving along, and we saw tents or overhangs, if you will, set up in the parking lot, which people were doing so you weren't inside, right? Okay. And then the tables were distanced. And so we thought, oh, cool. So we stopped at this place, and it said it said it said Dominican uh, slash Cuban slash you know so island, if you will. And we whipped in there because we love that kind of food. And we whipped in there, and they were all wearing masks and things, and you were dis- distance. And then it was just, oh god, it was spectacular. <laughs> the food was spectacular. And I was talking to the guy who came out to service, and he actually came out. He opened the door at first and just started speaking Spanish, and. Mm. 
my wife and Lindsay were inside using the bathroom, which they allowed you to go do that, but then you had to go back outside. So they were inside using the bathroom, and Delaney and I were sitting outside, and the guy just starts speaking Spanish, and we both turn and look at him. <laughs> and <laughs> I really, well, at first I couldn't hear. I thought, did he yell something I couldn't understand? And I looked at Delaney, and she looked at me like, I don't know. <laughs> and I looked back over it again, and he started again, and I just kind of looked at him and goes, oh, no, you don't speak Spanish? And I said, no. Oh, okay. And he speaks fluent anyway. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, just uh, you are going to that restaurant, you're Spanish, right? Yeah. Or you're Hispanic or you're from the islands or whatever. And I said, oh, no, I'm English. So he came out and he talked to us. And later on I'd said, hey, I said, do you get many of the angels coming through here? Mm-hmm. And the reason I said that is when I used to cover spring training, there's a little Cuban restaurant about a mile from where the Astro spring training was there in Kissimmee. Mm. And you, the people who ran, worked in that Cuban restaurant were so – they didn't speak English. So you could go in the restaurant, but you had to point to order mm-hmm. because they didn't speak your language and I didn't specifically speak theirs. But there was a ton of young guys in there, and then I realized it was the Astros. And oh, wow. I had <laughs> find out later that they had made a deal with this little place because a lot of those players are from – the islands or Latin America, mm-hmm. and they want their food. You know, yeah, they want sure. their homeland. And so basically they had made a deal that any of the Astros could eat there. Mm-hmm. And so mostly it was the young guys, of course. They'd go in. Anyway, so I I, you know, I said, do many of the angels eat here? Because I just kind of related the two in my mind. And the guy said, yeah. He said, we get some. He said, but. He said, the coolest thing is Albert Pujols. When he wants to come over, he'll call. And he'll ask, you know, hey, can I just reserve it for X number of hours? And then when he he said, you know, if anybody wants to come during that time or somebody shows up, I will pay for their dinner at another time. And then Mm. anybody who's there, he would just pay for all the staff and he would do extra and he would he would give tips and bonuses. And if anybody happened to pull into the restaurant, they'd write out a gift certificate and it would be with Albert's cash and they could come back any other time and eat there. But he's, you know, he and his guys or whoever had the restaurant at the time. So I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And the guy said he just couldn't be nicer. Now, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've never met Albert. I've never even interviewed Albert, never even been on the phone with him. I don't have any idea. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a really cool story about what seems to be a really cool guy. And now to go back where you came from and be able to begin what maybe is your dream to finish, mm-hmm. isn't that cool? Yeah, to be able to be that influence, right, on – uh, the younger generation and mm-hmm. just show them how it's possible, you know, for guys to make it in, in, in America. Well, and I think as much as anything, just the guy who had that dream and then he wants to follow it up. You know, he could take his money right off into the sunset right. and not do anything. But he has a passion, right? Yeah, he wants to give back a little bit there. And by the way, Yadier Molina, who was his former Cardinals teammate, had managed uh, that very team last year. And took them all the way to the Caribbean Series. And by the way, the Caribbean World Series is a big deal. There is really good baseball down there. I just thought that was a really cool story about a really nice guy. 648 on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey. We are in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. You know when the Oilers are home on Sunday, you can skate on the ice with the players. It's called Sunday Fun Day. It's really neat, and it's with the Tulsa Oilers and the Blitz 1170. You can go and rent skates. You can take your own, any of those things. Just go out there on any home game Sunday and skate on the ice with the players along with the Blitz 1170. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.
Tonight, the ORU Golden Eagles look to get out of their losing ways as they'll be at Omaha to take on the Mavericks. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. Last night, the Oklahoma State Cowboys won, won their second straight game as they get the win in Cincinnati against the Bearcats, 80-76. The Pokes shot 56% from the field. All five starters had double figures, led by Javon Small, who had 19. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane fell to Wichita State last night, 79-63. The Hurricane turned the ball over a season-high 22 times. P.J. Haggerty continued to be Tulsa's bright spot as he had 23 points. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170, and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.